Good morning and welcome to On The Pace, an extended version as we have it on a Monday morning. Great to have your company. I'm Michael Guerin with you for the next 25 or so minutes and we have a very special treat this morning because of the COVID restrictions around organising gatherings. We won't be having the New South Wales Horse of the Year Awards function as we usually have for the last harness racing season, which of course ended a month ago. So John Dumasey, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales, is going to let us know those winners here this morning. You'll be the first people to hear them, and then we'll hear from some of the connections involved. Good morning to you, John. Good morning, Michael. Mate, it's uh, been an unusual harness racing year, but of course you still need to be champion horses crowned. Um, Let's start with the two-year-olds, and I'll give you the categories if you can possibly give us the winners, please, mate. First horse of the year award for the uh, the 2020 season, as it turned out to be, uh, is two-year-old trotter of the year. Oh, well, it was Alla Baron Ursula. Um, Alla, uh, she, won, she she collected or, um, 90% of the votes, and her biggest win was the um, is in, was in the two-year-old trotters foundation heats. Um, very small pool of horses, of course, here, but still we, we support every category, and it was great to see um, Alabama and Ursula win that award. Congratulations to the Morris team for that one. On to the two-year-old Philly Pacer of the Year. Thank you, John. Well, Antonia, um, what, what we do here, 10 members of the media vote on these awards, and Antonia received 100% of the votes, so... She was the overwhelming winner, but um, she she won the um, Gold Tiara final. She's second place in the Breeders' Challenge final, and of course she was a semi-final winner of the New South Wales Breeders' Challenge. So a, a very deserving winner there. Yep, no doubts about that. On to the two-year-old Colton Gelding pacer of the year. Actually, quite a competitive bunch of horses, but John, a very clear-cut winner because he had such a good body of work. Yeah, Tasty Delight takes this out. Ninety percent of the votes. So there was one of the one of the judges there voted for one other horse, but um, Tasty Delight started the year, um, we say the season, but started the year off uh, with a sapling stakes win. Phenomenal there, gold crown winner, and was second place in the Breeders' Challenge final. A very long year for Tasty Delight, but uh, for Brian Portelli, um, a, a great effort with Tasty Delight. Yeah, he was also fantastic running second uh, in the Simpson Memorial on Saturday night, so he's going to be a big chance in the New South Wales Derby coming up. John, on to the three-year-old trotter of the year, and again, it's quite a good bunch of trotters in New South Wales for the three-year-olds this year, but the winner also dominant. Yes, certainly, but let me just go back there. So in, in the two-year-old category, the overall two-year-old of the year was Tasty Delight, but three-year-old trotter of the year, uh, Elite Stride, um, Magnificent horse uh, for Emilio and Mary Rosati. Um, he, he won the Need for Speed final, the Gold Coronet, the three-year-old Foundation final, the New South Wales Derby, and he was ended up second place in the Victorian Derby. So he, he's a, he's a very well-bred trotter and a very good trotter. Yeah, congratulations to uh, Anthony Buck, trainer of the year, and of course Mary and Emilio Rosati. Three-year-old Philly Pacer of the Year, John, was um, our most hotly contested and even award. Certainly was, Michael. Um, Gendon Strike ended up coming out on top with 40% of the votes. Um, uh, as you say, a very, very close group of horses, Phillies in this area. But um, Gendon Strike, she won the Young Oats, the, the 
Young Oaks, the South East Oaks, the Western Districts Derby against the Colts and Geldings. Um, these fillies raced against one another all through the year, but the, the judges, the media, uh, decided that Gendon Strike um, just had that little bit uh, more than the others with 40% of the votes. Yeah, Gendon Strike, congratulations to Team Frisbee for their three-year-old, well-travelled three-year-old fillies performances last year. And, John, the three-year-old Colt and Gelding pacer of the year. Very hard to argue with this one. The lineup took it out again for Emilio and Mary Rosati. 80% of the votes, so there, the, there were a couple of horses or a couple of votes cast for other horses, but New South Wales and Victoria, Victoria Derby winner uh, must take it out. And to continue on, he ended up uh, line up as the New South Wales three-year-old of the year. OK, you got 70% of the votes there for three-year-old of the year, so that's of the postcode. On to the aged trotter of the year, John, and we had a horse here who not only competed with distinction in two states, but also in two countries. He certainly did. T- tough monarch, and well done to Ricky Olchin and, and the owners there. 90% of the votes were received for top monarch, but he he was a, had a have horse, will travel, and Ricky did a wonderful job with that horse. He won the Maori's Idol free for all. He was second place in the Maori's Idol free for all as well. And he was third place in the uh, New Zealand Dominion and, and um, the Bill Collins Sprint. So he, he's, a, he's a nice horse that did a wonderful job through the, uh, through the season. Actually won the New Zealand Trolley free for all too. So won a Group 1 in Australia, which has only been achieved by five or six trotters uh, from Australia. The Group 1 in New Zealand, I should say, in the last 20 or so years. On to the aged pacing mare of the year, John. And this was, um, with her body of work, I would have thought uh, impossible to go past better in force. Yeah, better in force. 100% of the votes. The Red Ochre Classic winner at, at Dubbo. Uh, five times she won Group 3 feature races at Menangle. She was second place in the Ladyship Mile, just uh, Queen of Pacific and third place in the Tabulia Stakes, their group, uh, group 2 race. So, yeah, she... She was just the dominant mayor of the year. Um, we've seen them come through year in, year out. She, uh, she didn't get a run in the Miracle Mile um, uh, last year, but um, I'm sure she'll be lining up for a shot at that again this year. And, John, the aged pacer of the year, I would have presumed, would be also a unanimous decision. Uh, it certainly was. Uh, King of Swing. Um, what more can we say about this horse? He was so dominant. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he fits in the Australian Horse of the Year now. But but he ended up the aged Horse of the Year um, in that category. And, of course, um, so dominant. He pocketed $1.1 million in prize money. He won the Miracle Mile. He won the Hunter Cup. He won the Black to Fake Championship. And King of Swing was, the, uh, was unanimously voted the New South Wales Horse of the Year by those 10 media uh, personalities. Okay, John, so he wins Age Pacer of the Year, um, Aged Horse of the Year, and King of Swing is now our New South Wales Horse of the Year. Is that correct? That, that's certainly correct, um, Michael. And what we'll do with these awards, because of COVID, uh, we will make presentations where possible at functions that we hold over the, the coming months. Um, those functions may well be the Miracle Mile launch or at the Miracle Mile dinner or perhaps uh, Bathurst Gold Crown. We've got quite a few established functions that are coming up. And that's like all the awards that um, Harness Racing New South Wales um, have um, have made or will make um, for last season. Yeah, I think it's a nice touch. I think uh, 
I think the fact of maybe you know, having a gendered strike, you know, given her award at Bathurst in the region with the Frisbees train during the carnival there, will in many ways make it even a warmer experience for them. So um, I know it's a tricky time, John, to coordinate these type of things. Thank you to all the people who voted uh, in the Horse of the Year awards, and I did so myself, and fair to say, a lot of them. Uh, the horse's body of work was so large, they were pretty much a two-second decision. King of Swing, the horse of the year for New South Wales, and one would presume a pretty good chance of becoming the Australian horse of the year. John, just getting away from the horse of the year, a um, bit of news about one of the good guys in harness racing, Jimmy Brown, I believe he was involved in an unsavoury incident, not of his own making, over the weekend, and he has been sent to hospital. Yeah, he certainly has. Um, Jimmy, um, he, he, well, I'm going to say the most one of the, our most colourful characters. He, he's you can always see Jimmy smiling. You can always see Jimmy telling a joke. But but uh, he he was involved um, in an altercation, uh, not harness racing related, um, on Saturday night, and uh, unfortunately he suffered um, an injury that um, forced uh, the uh, paramedics to have him flown uh, airlifted to Sydney, where he's in St George. Uh, hospital. Now, um, all reports we have at the, at the moment is that Jimmy is progressing reasonably well as far as the um, the doctors are concerned, but we'll keep a very close eye on that. And um, of course, our Morris Lowe will be looking into where we can help Jimmy. But I, I must say the harness racing fraternity uh, that are in and around um, uh, Jimmy have certainly been proactive in um, you know, making sure that um, somebody is looking over his shoulder if they aren't. So um, it's, uh, we wish him a, a, a recovery and a very speedy recovery, um, Jimmy Brown. Yeah, we sure do. I'm just going back to those New South Wales awards too. The Premiership winners for last year, Luke McCarthy won the New South Wales Drivers Premiership with 232 wins. Craig Cross, the Trainers, with 285 Cameron Hart was a leading junior driver in the state with 161. Blake Fitzpatrick, the leading trainer of Trotters, and Robbie Morris, uh, the leading driver of Trotters. So they were some of the others who um, deserve massive respect and uh, our appreciation for their efforts over the last year or so. Jonathan, always a, uh, a heartwarming time in harness racing when the Peel Pants campaign starts. That's the female drivers all around Australia were in the teal pants to raise awareness and money for the research against ovarian cancer. Um, it's been very successful and has an integrated harness racing with the community and said to people, hey, we're here to help you out as well. Um, that starts today. And I believe the state bodies and, of course, the TAB getting behind these female drivers. And people who are watching could also donate, of course. People listening could also donate, of course, um, if they're lucky enough to back a winner driven by one of our fantastic female drivers. Yeah, they certainly can. And our ambassadors for this year are Amanda Turnbull and Ellen Bartley. Also, um, uh, Kerri-Ann Morris. Now, Kerri-Ann won't be driving, but um, she's got Robbie there driving and young Josh and Ash Hart and Gemma Coney. But what uh, every female driver first across the line in New South Wales and, and the other states, I'm sure, as well. $200 goes to Women Can for ovarian cancer research. And I encourage trainers, if you can see, if you need a driver, put a female on. They drive, many of them, as good, if not better than the men. And also, if you're an owner and you think you can support and you're, you're lucky enough to win one of these races, maybe you can put some money into the, the pot, um, courtesy of your driver, if, if she's female. So... 
any anybody can take part in this. Our aim in New South Wales this year for um, the, for harness racing New South Wales and the and the other clubs. So like I know already Club Menangle, every female driving winner there, well they'll throw in two hundred dollars as well. Um, certainly, see what you can do and, and encourage um, female drivers to win these races fair and squarely, of course. And uh, we will certainly, uh, hopefully, raise $50,000 this year for uh, Women Can Ovarian Cancer Research. Great to see that, John. Great to see harness racing being part of the community and, and working against one of the, the evils of life we all, unfortunately, know about. John, thanks for your time this morning. Um, we're looking forward to having you back on the show next Monday as we count down to the carnivals. But for this week, we're going to have a big bunch of New South Wales horses heading south to Victoria to take on the locals and the Hunter Cup. John, um, I know you'll be yelling for, well, I presume five of the New South Wales horses, but most importantly, probably King of Swing. Well, any New South Wales horse, um, we'd like to see New South Wales go go across those borders, but they're all now open, and uh, plunder as best they can for our owners and trainers. Good on you, John. Thanks for your time this morning. That's uh, John Dummers, the boss of Harness Racing New South Wales. King of Swing just announced on your show this morning as the New South Wales Horse of the Year. One of the icons of the Harness Racing media, Adam Hamilton, joins me. Um, Wonderboy, no surprise there. No, absolutely not. Um, richly deserved and, you know, you'd be thinking he'd be getting the Australian Horse of the Year title too on... Uh, uh, on what he did, his CV is absolutely impeccable, but he's found himself in a in a situation where he's uh, he's really going to have to climb Mount Everest to beat Lock and Barrett in this Hunter Cup now. You emceed the barrier draw last night at the Crown Casino in Melbourne. Must have got a strange feeling being among 500 harness racing people at such a big event where there were some um, big name winners, um, considering how sparse such activities have been in Victoria for, for many months, wonderful. Yeah, look, really, that that, that is so true. It, it was it was bizarre. I mean, it's been the best part of a year since we've had anything like that um, as far as a, a really, really big gathering. Um, you know, I mean, we're still very restricted in how many people can go along to the racetracks. But, yeah, about 550 people there last night, uh, extraordinary uh, night out, very well organised by uh, Rob Orber and so many others behind it. Um, we started with that barrier draw for the Hunter Cup and then we rolled into a magnificent 20-minute video uh, tribute uh, package. Deeply emotional, incredibly personal um, video tribute to the late, great Gavin Lang. And off the back of that, the inaugural uh, Lang Awards and medals as well. We'll talk about those soon. But yeah, Lock and Bar Art. Um, well, he came out. His barrier came out before King of Swing, and when he drew barrier nine, Lock and Barat, people thought, oh, "Oh, hang on, here we go, race on." King of Swing draws the front row, goes to the front, and we've got a a real battle. But the next horse out after Lock and Barat was King of Swing, and Lock and Barat gets nine, and King of Swing drew twelve, and Lock and Barat follows out Elter Orlando, which in all likelihood we'll see him settle well in front of King of Swing and Wolf Stride and Star Galleria. And you'd imagine then David Moran would be he'd be launching to have a look for the lead and whether he gets it or not, he'd probably be happy to sit outside the leader on a horse like Lock and Bar Art. But he does look to hold all the aces despite the fact he's drawn the back row. It's it's a good back row draw if that makes sense. He's been a dollar fifty into a dollar thirty, Adam, with tab.com.au. 
The question for those who are listening to that is, what happens when he launches in the middle stages as best you can guess? And we're going to talk to Luke McCarthy very shortly to congratulate him on King of Swing and talk tactics. Uh, he won't be driving old Orlando, but he's part of the team here. Do you reckon they would hand up to a lock and bar art, or is David Moran smart enough to just go sit there from the 1400 and control the race from the death? Oh, I, I think David's plan A would be to have a look, um, and, and I say that based um, Mick, on, on, on the basis that Alta Orlando has taken a trail in so many of his recent big runs. Um, I think I think he can do work and he can probably lead in second-tier races. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll, I'll be really interested in Luke McCarthy's take on this because he was in the wilderness, Alta Orlando. He wasn't coming to this race and then he turned his form around last start and, and got back to something like his best, but is he in that form that saw him finish a slightly unlucky third in the Miracle Mile? Hey, if he is, they might just say, we're going to go for broke and hold the front. But I I think that Lock and Bar Art will probably find the lead. Um, but equally, you know, as you said, if, he's, if he sits outside the leader, it's not a bad spot to be because King of Swing can't, can't come from last and try and beat him. Like, he's got to try and get into the action, you'd think. So... If that's the case, um, Lockenbarard holds. He still dictates the race from outside the leader, if that makes sense. Great to hear that there was those tributes to both Gavin and Graham Lang last night. Um, two people we sadly lost last year, father and son. There were also the awards, which um, were premiership-based awards, um, going to people like Emma Stewart and, and Kate Gath, and they're worthy winners as well. Um, great, great to see, though, the, the living legend being Dan Malecki, um, Adam. So many times we have living legends who are participants, and, and so they should be, you know, drivers and trainers. We don't often see media people given this level of recognition. And when you think harness racing in New South Wales, sorry, it's harness racing, my apologies, in Victoria, Dan Malecki is the voice that comes into your head. We're so lucky to have... Um you know, a, a number of outstanding harness racing callers around Australia. Um, but you know what we also forget about Dan Malecki and the video tribute they played during the last the night last night reminded us all of that. This is a guy, he called his first Melbourne Cup. He did a phantom call for, for Melbourne Radio, like high-profile Melbourne Radio, the Burt Newton show at the time, as an eight-year-old. He called his first race meeting a non-tab meeting, but he called his first race meeting as an eight-year-old as well. Think about that. that that's, that's unbelievable. He called about 10 Melbourne Cups uh, um, for the 10 Network as well. He was a news presenter for Channel 10, not just a racing expert, but a sports presenter. He's a, he's a tremendously successful all-round talent, Dan, an outstanding human being, and we just look at him as being a harness racing person now, and he is, and he's outstanding at it, but his CV is so much more than just that as well. Yeah, no doubt about that. And as I said, it's great to see the media, you know, given some recognition, and Dan's done a wonderful job in a whole bunch of countries. He's been to New Zealand plenty of times to call there as well. So congratulations to Dan. Adam, obviously we have the Great Southern Star on Friday night. It's going to be an intriguing race, two heats and one final on the same night. Majestic man, a deserved favourite, but yeah, there's a few moving parts to this one. 
Well, there are a few moving parts, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I mean, seeing is believing, and he towed them, he broke, he smashed the track record, and he seemed to do it with a fair bit up his sleeve. Uh, Brad Williamson, his driver, was at the function last night and said he seems to have come through it exceptionally well. So on one level, you can say it's a matter of him simply drawing OK, reproducing that form, and he'll win both the heat and the final. Um, under the return to that format on Friday night. But we know it's not that simple. And the other thing to keep in mind is, while they may not be as good as him, probably five or six of the very best trotters in Victoria and Australia weren't in that Dullard Cup um, last Saturday night, and they will be this week, So, particularly when it comes to final. He's, he is clearly the one to beat. And that little question mark as well, as it is for most of them, not just Majestic Man, but he's got to be able to back up after the heat two hours later. So that's going to be the interesting part of it. Yeah, it is. It's going to be it's a Friday night. It's going to be intriguing on Friday night to see you know, the trotters go around and the first six home in each race go through the final for the Great Southern Star, six or five. And, uh, and then obviously the Hunter Cup Adam on Saturday night. Mate, looking forward to the coverage with you and the team here on Sky for, for Saturday night's Boomer meeting, mate. And uh, congratulations on a, a function last night, which was was a real feather in the cap of harness racing down there in Victoria after a very tricky last year. Yeah, very proud of everyone involved in it um, on the night, but also of Sky Racing for taking that uh, hour into into people's uh, living rooms at home as well. And just uh, just to wrap it up, the coverage, full Sky Racing coverage, both nights, Friday night, Great Southern Star, and Saturday night as well for the Hunter Cup meeting. And then, of course, it, that's the start of a smorgasbord. We've then got full showcasing of the three massive nights of, at Menangle after that as well. Mate, we're looking forward to that. Thank you, Adam Hamilton from TAB, and of course, a harness racing expert who last night was officiating the barrier duel for the Hunter Cup, which has seemed to play into the hands of Mock and Varart. Let's find out from the man who'll be driving King of Swing. Luke McCarthy, what did you make of your barrier draw for the Hunter Cup? Yeah, good morning, Mick. Um, I was hoping to obviously draw the front row, and especially when Mock and Varart's draw coming out before hours and he threw the back, but from 12, you know, he's going to be very hard to beat. Right, let's talk about this as unbiasedly as possible because you've got a job to do, but you're also a very good race analyst. How do you see it playing out? Well, look, the one and two horses both have good gate speed. Um, you know, so Lockmart's going to get a great run through. Um, you know, from 12, it's very hard, but, you know, I'll have to put the entry into the race at some stage. Um, you know, and probably you know, have to go around and sit outside Lock and Riot, which, you know, would be a massive task for any horse in the world to sit outside him and beat him the way he's going at the moment. Mate, you're obviously your wife, Belinda, is now the official trainer for the Cobbity Horses because Craig Cross has needed to pop away and get an operation on his leg. Who will drive or Alto Orlando, and would you expect him to hand up? Um, just that'll be up to the owners and they'll make that decision tonight um, to let you guys know and the public know. But, um, look, he, he bounced back to form. He was very good at Goulburn. Um, as far as tactics go, whoever drives him can speak to the owners and go through that with how they'd like him driven um, and totally leave it up to them. OK, so obviously, Luke, you're obviously a senior driver, but is it a case where 
because horses have different owners, you base those tactics around those owners. So you don't say, well, look, this will be the best thing to do for the horse. You guys cop a sit. You let the owners discuss it with a, a John Caldo, whatever type person. They choose to drive the horse, and, and to a degree, you're left out of that conversation. Yeah, it, it's just probably easier that way, Nick. The owners can talk to their driver and um, go through what they think is best for their horse. And um, But if I was driving, I would probably take a sit. Um, that would be me personally. Okay. Let's talk about King of Swing. Um, he's obviously a wonderful horse. He just won New South Wales Horse of the Year, so congratulations to his connections and to you who drove him and all of those big victories. Um, Saturday night at Menangle, was that just him having a lead-up run and, and he wasn't right screwed down with the trip to come to Victoria this week, or, or did he just waste 2% off his best? Um, no, he, he's definitely underdone, Mick, and that run, you know, he's, a bit, he's pretty big. You know, on purpose, he's got a, a really busy six weeks ahead of him. Um, you know, it's probably a harder run than I thought he'd have. I was three wide the whole lead time and didn't get to the front to pass the wing post. And they still went 53 for a long trip. So, you know, he's going to take plenty of benefit from that run, which you'll need to. Um, and, he'll, you know, he'll be spot on for the weekend. Expensive Ego was beaten two starts ago, but he came out and won like a very good horse the other day. Is he a horse who, since your stable, Belinda's stable's taken him over, is still getting used to your system? Because he actually looks like he's still on the way up. Oh, look, he's always been a good horse, Nick, and um, he's had um, injury problems throughout his career, and that's the main reason he ended up at our place with the pools and water walkers and etc. But look, he he was super Saturday. You know, the time was there. Um, he hit the line really good. So that run will just bring him right on for the Bonanza. Mate, we appreciate all you do for harness racing in New South Wales and how good you are with the media. Um, better in force, is she heading down there as well or is she staying closer to home? Uh, she's coming for the Ladyship Cup, Nick. She's had two runs back just off a bit of a let up and she was super again on the weekend. So She's, you know, she's at the top of her game and she'll be heading down on the weekend as well. Mate, go well. We uh, we hope the New South Wales Horse of the Year can defend his Hunter Cup title, but if he's going to do so, mate, you're going to need to do something special from this area 12. So we'll, we'll leave you alone now so you can never think about it. <laughs> yeah, nah, too easy, Nick. Thank you. It's Luke McCarthy, who is the driver of the New South Wales Horse of the Year. We thank John Dummersy from Harness Racing New South Wales for giving us the chance to announce all of those winners. They'll be on the website as of now. So the winners of the New South Wales Horse of the Year Awards announced this morning with King of Swing getting the big award. All those awards, as I said, on the website. Congratulations to all the connections. The barrier draw out for the Hunter Cup. New South Wales versus Victoria. Those odds open on tab.com.au. That's on the pace for a Monday morning here on Sky Sport Radio. If you're having a bit today, do so responsibly, but we hope you back a winner.